and welcome to Do Girls in the Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. And we are super excited because today we have a very special guest on, Michelle Segues Mundo Reeves. Reeves. Hey, y'all, I practiced that name. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So welcome, Michelle. (laughs) Hello. Hello. One of the things is, is uh, we've been chatting, and so a really quick thing of the, the way that I know Michelle is, we both used to be military family life counselors, and we met through that program, which is really an important program, which really helps our military, not only the active duty members, but it works with the children and the families. So that's kind of where we met. Did you do adults, or what was your role there? I, I, at the time that I met you, I was doing kids at a school in Colorado, was Colorado, remember? And then I, I did a couple others in Colorado with adults and back how, and forth. How long children. were you military family life counselor? Instead of saying that big old name out, we just say MFLAC. How long were you in MFLAC? Quite a while, 10, 10 years. Oh, wow. Years. Yeah, yeah. So you're also a military wife, correct? Yes, yes. And we're actually here in Washington State now, and we're out of the military, so... So it's a huge transition for oh. the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because when uh-huh. I met your husband, he was active duty. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. How cool uh-huh. is that? So so yeah. now you live in Washington State, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, our home state. This is our home state. Okay, so you've been really, really busy. I've oh. been very busy with a private practice, Vitae Life Counseling, which is over here in Puyallup, Washington, as a therapist. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Because you said you were doing kids when you were in MFLAC. What does your practice kind of entail now? Oh, with adults, primarily adults, uh, individual adults and marriages focused on trauma, as well as grief, loss and anxiety and spirituality. That's why my clientele, basically the majority. But you're yeah. also the president and founder of Heart and Soul International what is that exactly? Yeah, so that is a nonprofit where we actually we educate and train leaders, uh, pastors on a global basis, as well as community workers, lay workers uh, within the faith-based community on uh, trauma healing, as well as healing and deliverance, spiritual reconciliation. But we also not only do that, we do outreaches in other nations, as well as prevention of human trafficking. Okay, so what got so, you into yeah. human trafficking piece? I think part of it was I had gone to a nation. Well, you know, I, I had traveled so much in the last couple of years prior to COVID. COVID was a huge change, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> prior to 2020, when I had gone into Nepal, I think that was the first nation where my eyes just got open to some of the things that was going on in that part of the world because it was the furthest I've ever traveled besides Africa. I've also gone to Africa, but it was the furthest, like, and the most, I would say, that wasn't on my radar to go. It wasn't on my uh-huh. my list of, like, ideas of, of a place to go. And I think it was just, it was different. It was a culture I've never known, I've never been exposed to, and when I knew a lot, a lot of the issues that was going on in that area. I mean, it's, it happens everywhere, human trafficking oh, happens everywhere. But, but specifically there, I, and I saw, you know, I just saw a lot of needs and a lot of remote areas, completely remote with not anything near how we live in the U.S. where, you know, there's running water that's amenable and lights, that you can just flip a swipe, uh, light switch 
I did a lot of hiking. I mean, did some hiking in Nepal. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful country. I mean, beautiful country. The people are very kind and sweet. Mm-hmm. But that was my my eye opener to the issues of, of trafficking in that area. And so I partnered. We did some support there where we we help uh, prevent. I mean, how we help prevent human trafficking is by raising funds, you know, in order to help supply with some of the needs that they may have. Because if it's if it's a very poor country, or mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of needs, and so when people go into poverty, there's a desperation, and when there's a desperation, sometimes there's a lot of vulnerability when there's a, there's poverty that oh, occurs. Absolutely. And when that vulnerability happens, people t- like to take advantage of those situations and create situations mm-hmm. where that seems like it's hope for them to get, have a better life. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, it's a, a trick that is used to lure people who are vulnerable to trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it developed in that sense. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think, you know, human trafficking has probably been something that has been around for a very long time. But I think it's really interesting how at least now people are really working on that awareness to uh-huh. know that it happens, you know, and and that it's not just in those countries that are impoverished, but it happens in the United States. It happens all over the world. And just the more education and awareness that it's out there, the better the opportunity is to stop the human trafficking, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. As much as, as possible. And it's, it's, you know, also takes partnering with other organizations and other leaders in other nations who are also doing similar work and doing different things to help to try to prevent that, or they're on the other end of helping to rescue. So, mm. well, yeah. I imagine it's very rewarding, but I imagine it's also very heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Very Very similar to being a therapist. Yes, (laughs) yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you've been been a therapist for quite a while. (laughs) Yeah, she has. That's basically what Heart and Soul does. And prior to 2020, we had a lot of activity going on, traveling and all of that. So we're looking into the future again on going abroad again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you have any place in particular that... It's not formalized yet, but it's on the list. Mm-hmm. But we're still planning for next year. And, and a lot of different things, too. I'm also planning. <laughs> There's so many things I'm planning. <laughs> so one of the, probably one of the nations, or possibly, uh, I would say, is we are probably going to head back into the European nation and as well as Asia. Uh, those mm. are the two nations that, or not nations, continents uh, oh, that okay. we're going to head back into. Yeah. May and maybe South America. That's a possibility. So, well, you know, when you say about a lot of things, you know, we were talking about, girl, you're always doing something. You know, <laughs> you also do TikTok. Yes. We're always seeing these great videos. <laughs> we're, we're always watching you do your little dance and stuff on TikTok because people that don't know your energy. You really do have an amazing energy. It's a very positive energy. It's very up and uh, and people see her on TikTok and you'll see what we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> makes those videos really fun. <laughs> yeah, and I actually I I took my TikTok down. I actually all of those that you just saw like recently they they were saved and so I just put them 
back up on my Facebook. But I, I've been debating about going back on because I actually enjoyed doing those videos and connecting it to mental health in a way. Right. Yeah, so I've been debating about going back on TikTok and creating other videos for that. Um, nice. Well, you yeah. know, once again, it, it's so uh, fun to watch. And I know, you know, you and your husband were on a, I don't, was it a vacation where you were recording or was that business too? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> you guys are by the water and I think you were on vacation, maybe. Was it this year? This past yeah. year? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think we were probably in Miami. Yes, that's uh, what it was. You were doing your Miami vibe, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, you know, I love Miami. I mean. I really love that place. Uh, if, if anything, you need to go on vacation, go there. You talk about positive vibe. It's like positive all the time. People are happy. It's sunny. I mean, there's a beach and everything. But yeah, that's why I had to put that uh, Miami vibe. Well, you know, uh, I keep telling Christy, where do I want to go? I, always talk, I want to go to Miami. I want to yeah. go. And then we end up somewhere else. But that's on our list of places to go. We Even when you see it, there's this, this really cool vibe to it. So yeah. You know, we've yes. said we've got to go do that, you know, kind of, but we love to travel. So we'll, we'll go about anywhere, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a great place to be. The food is great. And yeah. And, and that video was actually, I think I did a, both a business video and a vacation video at the same time. Yeah. That's why. Vacation. Yeah. So I was trying to remember, I thought there was a little bit of both in there. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, cause I also did a talk on another live program. It was in Spanish, so I did another talk while I was there. Uh, oh, so I was okay. partly working. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing. You are bilingual. Yes, yes. And so I, I, I see that you do a lot of stuff for the Spanish-speaking community, which I think is really good. And, and particularly, I think, when we're talking about mental health, because I don't think that they, you know, oftentimes I'll see, you know, looking for a Spanish-speaking person to help with this and that don't always get a whole lot of feedback to it. Do you find that that keeps you busy? I mean, that could be a total full-time job just doing that. Doing which like doing what, stuff what in Spanish, whether it's therapy in Spanish or talks in Spanish. As of it being difficult or or what what do you mean? Like I think no, that it's such a demand, it's difficult to oh. get people to do it. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. I think being out there to help Latino community it's a good thing to have mm -hmm. for the community because there's there's a lot of need um, out there, and so I've I've had several colleagues I was able to meet up here, and I also have from the past from Latino agencies that I used to work for here in Washington. They are they're both community mental health centers that are are large here in, in the Northwest, and so I still keep in touch with some of my Latino colleagues, and so. I think, you know, it's very beneficial in helping and educating mental health and then mental wellness and taking care of yourself. And also just in a relational matter of having healthy relationships, uh, things like that. And so we've, we've done a lot of things of helping the community in that way. I'm talking about those kind of things. And also on, on the entrepreneurial side of mm -hmm. things as of helping a lot of people who want to develop businesses and are at the start or maybe they're still in the beginning and maybe struggling with, you know, making some decisions that are scary in, in business. Sometimes you're like, hmm, should I move location or what's the benefit of, of that location? Will it help increase my revenue or should I hire this person? Will they help me increase revenue or it'll 
or where would it go opposite? You know, I mean, decisions like that as an entrepreneur and, you know, just uh, facing maybe some of the fears that you would face as an entrepreneur, whether you'll make it or, or not or and the struggles that, that come with it. But at the same time, the blessings that you see if you stay consistent and you, you, you um, connect with the right relationships. Well, and I think that is so true because, you know, we were talking earlier and I said about, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. So I'm, I'm morphing my business actually into more of that coach consultant and working with minorities and women on that business because it is such a scary thing for them. I think, you know, when they look at the financial piece, when they look at location, you know, what is that audience that they're or that group they're trying to appeal to? There's uh-huh. so many of those things. And I think that the more representation, I think uh-huh. the more it encourages others to get out there and do those things to get outside of their comfort zone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, you know, it takes a jump sometimes to do it, to take some risk. But and sometimes it's just trial and error. You're right. You can make a mistake, but then you can always try to fix it in a different way and keep trying until it does work, whatever decision that be, but depending on this, the, the decision. Again. Exactly. <laughs> and then just finding, you know, the right support. I, I think having such a, the right support around you that, that believe in you, that help you make a huge difference on that and as I, an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I think for us, you know, Christy, we often talk about that, the importance of kind of setting examples in, and we talk about, Sometimes we try something and it doesn't work. You know, we talked about the podcast and that was difficult for more difficult for you. Yeah. And I mean, in order to you have to get comfortable with it and you have to find out what works for you. But yeah, it feels like a risk at first. And there's a little bit of fear involved. <laughs> but Well, you know, because she has anxiety, she has a social uh, performance anxiety, a social anxiety around talking, uh, singing, uh-huh. all of those things. So but we try to showcase that because no matter what your fear is, you can you can push through it if you do have those people that support it. And we've been very fortunate because we have some amazing, wonderful family and friends who have been really supportive of this journey we're on. And I know for you, having that support uh-huh. as well. Yes, it makes a huge difference, you know, on time, on some decisions, on moving forward and having that consistency and focus, definitely that focus to do so. Because there's always um, different decisions to make. and But at the same time, it's, you know, as, as time goes by, you see fruit. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> you see fruit to, to what you guys do, like what you're doing or your podcast. You see fruit in time of what you, you do on a consistent basis. Michelle, for you, because, you know, your husband being in the military, did you find it hard to cut, you know, because like now you opened your new office. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about that. So you're very excited about that. Uh-huh. Uh, so now it's kind of like you are able to put down roots as a military yeah. family. That's a little bit more difficult. Yes. And, you know, that's a great question because I've always, because Heart and Soul International always existed throughout my time, even as when I was in Colorado working with you. I did some of it on the side, but because we uprooted so much and relocated, it was very difficult. And this is one one thing that people, and this is a good question to ask because I think it's good to be on the air with this piece. For the military uh, spouses that have a business or are thinking about doing a business because a lot of times, you know, you have your own dreams, you have your own desires, 
and if you have, I, I'm blessed with a great husband uh, who supports me and, and what I, I do and what my heart's desires are. So he's always okay, and he was always okay with me traveling, even while he was deployed. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm deployed. Go ahead. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you don't need to stay home, and what are you going to do at home? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, so I was very thankful for him uh, entrusting me. And, and so but what made it difficult was just always having to stop and relocate and start all over again. And then on top of that, all my all my connections are back here in the Northwest or I knew like I knew like you guys in Colorado, but I didn't have, you know, it was just a short window. It's not like years and years of knowing people. And so every time you, you relocate, you have to get to know people, know the community. And so I would always just kind of win with heart and soul. I would just keep the, what I had, which was mainly from the Northwest, my connections and whoever else I met, like, you know, as, as I can, and overseas when I traveled, but it was always difficult to establish just because there was no roots. Right. Um, but on the flip side, how I managed that was I was like, you know what? At least I'm getting to know more people in my life. Yeah. So more people, more connections, right? Right. And, and so there was a flip side to that. So like, if I never went to Colorado, I wouldn't have known you all there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's how I kind of dealt with that. But now that I have roots, you know, I've had roots for quite a while. I'm realizing, and, we, you know, I, I actually, we wanted to move. <laughs> we actually were thinking, we don't know how much we like Washington because it rains so much. <laughs> um, and it's actually right now, what time is it? It's, oh, actually, there's some sun today. Well, thank God. <laughs> but usually it's like so gray and at 4.30 p.m., it's, dark oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i would have a and hard just, time with that <laughs> yeah it's not like colorado at all so it's it's dark like you know when you get up at in the morning like at six it's mm-hmm. dark yeah the end of the day at four thirty, it's dark <laughs> oh. oh no see yeah we need our sun <laughs> yeah so vitamin d here is uh you gotta soak that in during the summer yeah oh. <laughs> But having roots makes a difference on on um, being able to just stay rooted and to develop a business yeah, instead of feeling that you have to stop and restart again, stop and restart. Right. So it's nice yeah. when you can have connections everywhere, but when you can actually put those roots and have some local connections too. <laughs> yes. And do yeah. you find though too that as you develop that community, you know, when you're putting back into the community, it feels different. Because it be- it's your community. Yeah. Yeah. And the transition back, though, to the community was also still different. So because everybody grew. I mean, what I mean, they, they got older, people got older, doing different things, you mm-hmm. know, and some may have moved or have actually had also friends, some of my friends who already passed away, though I'm not, I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so some changes in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So the place you moved back to, that's your guys' hometown? Yeah, yes. yes. That you and your husband? Yes. How long have you been married? Oh, how long? You know, we're hitting an anniversary. That's a great question to ask. <laughs> it, we're actually having um, an anniversary this month, and it'll be 18 years now. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh Let me ask you this, because, you know, your business is really about the spiritual side. Talk a little bit about that, about what the heart and soul one or the Batay life. 
Vitae Life is a private practice. It's yeah. my counseling practice. Yeah, but you're, uh, but because you, you so, do spirituality in both of them. Yeah, so let me talk about uh, Vitae Life. Um, that one, so it's faith-based, a Christian practice. So when I say spirituality, it's on that end where, you know, people who have either struggling in their faith because they've been wounded by trauma or they're just questioning their faith. So, or they're just faith-based and they just want a Christian counselor. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm available to, for that. So that's Vitae Life. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, the nonprofit Heart and Soul International, which is the global healing ministry, that one we focus on when I say trauma healing, it's on the not only educating on the mental health piece, but also on spiritual reconciliation, meaning spiritual reconciliation to God and to other people, um, bringing healing to the soul area where it goes a little deeper, where people just struggle uh, internationally with other things that go on in their nations. And so we work with that on helping the community leaders and leaders on, on um, working with the spiritual side aspect of their soul. So what made you decide to, you know, because I think, you know, when we go into become therapist, everybody kind of picks their direction. Well, what was it for you that may helped you to pick this direction? Well, you know what made, you know, because when I, for me personally, in my own life, I think I came to know God like when I was 12 years old. I didn't really grow up in a Christian home of Bible-believing home. There was nothing like that. I mean, I went to church probably if somebody died or there was a wedding. Mm-hmm. I, my grandparents were Catholic. My mom was Methodist, but she never really went to church. My dad didn't claim anything, though he said, yeah, God existed. So God for me was just there. And so when I was 12, I had a neighbor who invited my sister and I. My sister is five years older than me. And I went and I really loved the youth group. Uh, it was so fun. I was like 12, just having fun at the church. And when I came to an understanding you know, when you're 12, your body starts changing, everything starts changing. And so mm-hmm. y- your emotions start going everywhere. And so I think I, at that time, I was so young, we had an interest about God, because my grandma, who was Catholic, would always say something about God. And my sister invited me to the church. And so I liked it. And I didn't know about having God in my life, or having a relationship with God. And so when they talked about it and they talked about hell, <laughs> I was like, what? I, I got so scared. I was like, maybe it's a good thing to follow God. So <laughs> uh-huh. I, at 12, I, I accepted God into my heart and my life. And through the years when I I got uh, at 14, I kept going to church. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Pacific Ocean. This was in Hawaii. What a beautiful yeah. setting, I'm sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> And that changed my life. And just through high school, my college years, I had through struggles in life. And it helped me. God helped me in my own life and brought healing to my own wounds, emotional wounds that I have experienced. And because of that foundation, I then went into a seminary, a seminary to get my master's uh, in counseling. Uh, So that's a yeah, and so it, now it's called uh, Seattle School of Theology and Psychology here in Seattle. But back then it was Western Seminary. And so with Dr. Dan Allender, he's actually a pretty well-known Christian psychologist. And so uh, I went there. I just wanted a master's degree, everything academic. But there they really worked your your heart and your emotions. They challenged you. 
besides providing the academics for your master's degree, but they challenged you on your life, your life journey pretty much. And at that time I was under 30, I was still under 30. I had a processed, uh, gone through a lot of process in processing my own life. And at that time, and I was still working as a therapist as well at a community mental health center, a Latino one. As I was processing and working, I was working so much. I wasn't married at that time. I wasn't even dating at that time. <laughs> Nothing was going on except except those two things. <laughs> and because of the journey that I saw God heal me in my feelings of sadness and my own trauma, I saw it. And I, at the same time, I also went to Brazil on a mission trip. And that mission trip changed my life again because I saw a lot of people get healed physically. Uh, God healing them, yeah. And Brazil is so different in the sense that the churches were so large. They were like in 20,000 capacity mega churches. But I went there and I, I just saw the hunger that they had. And I'm like, that's so different. How much I mean hunger? Hunger for God. Mm-hmm. I never experienced. And I came back to the United States different. And so with all of that experience, and being a therapist, mental health, my own mental health and seeing God heal my own my own emotions and my own, you know, making me healthy as a person, as an individual. When 2020 hit, you know, I wasn't even thinking of starting a private practice. I wasn't even on my radar <laughs> <laughs> until 2020 hit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I better start something. I better do something because I may not have a job. I was kind of panicking. Mm-hmm. And so I started it. And so... So with that story and, and the mental health piece, you know, combining the faith with mental health, and I, I see other people having done that, like the um, Christian psychologist that I was under uh, at the school, I decided to formulate it that way to um, to focus the audience that I have that way. Does that make sense? Right. It sounds like you, you've gotten to follow your passion by making this your ministry, and, and it looks like it's effective. Yeah, yeah, and and heart and soul was started on a global basis because I I like I like love nations I love cultures you know I just that was always there right yeah so yeah. that's cool that you get to incorporate yeah. your passion with that yeah well you know when you have a love of travel and things like that it kind of all falls into place yeah and I think it's it's so different and I think you know when you know when I talk to other therapists you know why did you pick this path. You know, you can always tell those that it's not really, sometimes it's not attached to their heart, so to speak. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, when you love what you do, you don't ever feel like you're going to work in that fashion. Not that being a therapist will feel like work because of the emotional, you know, the traumas you deal with and all of those kind of things. But when you love it, it's not like you sit there and say, oh, God, I got to go to work today or anything like that. Yes. Or it doesn't feel that to me. (laughs) Yeah. There's a difference. You have a lot more motivation. It's not something that you feel like you have to do, but, but because you enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> we talked a little bit earlier with you before we got on about consistency because uh, we were talking about the fact that uh, one of your videos hit a thousand views, which you didn't know about. Yes, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and it was organic, you know, like this talk, like, like this talk right now is organic. So I didn't do any ads, no, nothing, nothing to boost it, nothing. Right. It was just natural. Uh, and then I wasn't paying attention to it because I was, it was past. It was like a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, la, la, la. And then I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty cool. I didn't do 
anything. And I kept doing the video. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> so I, just, I didn't know how effective it was, like, you know, and how far it could reach just mm-hmm. naturally. So that, mm-hmm. that sparked me for more motivation. I mean, like anything, you know, that will help with consistency is like when you see things like that, you yeah. know, kind of yeah. motivate you, right? Definitely. So, yeah. you know, when we talk about that, because, you know, there's oftentimes burnout and stuff like that. When you get to that place, what do you do? Do a TikTok video and get yourself motivated? What What's up with this? How what? does that work? What, a, what energizes you? <laughs> yeah, what energizes you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so funny. Yeah, well, I love the dance. I love music. So, But it has to be good music. It can't be something that's kind of boring. Yeah. But no, yeah, I mean, one is exercise. And for me, exercise is like dancing. So, yeah, I mean, I love doing the videos. So, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um, as you can see, uh, yeah, and so it does create positivity for me. And then I always think of, well, what's the purpose? Why am I doing this? And so I go back to the purpose. Okay, there is a purpose of why I'm doing this. It's helping people, right. you know. And so those are the two things. I think it's it's just kind of like, hey, you know what? There is a purpose. It's not purposeless. It's and yeah, dancing. <laughs> yeah, makes sense to me. Dancing is fun. Yeah, so. we we love dancing. We love music. And so I think that's one of the reasons we, you know, I was there like, oh, look, Michelle's, when you started, so I said, look, she's, so I would go show Christy, look, she's dancing in this one. And we watch them and it was like, that is so cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're creating those videos, do you ever have, not self-doubt, but do you ever are you ever self-conscious, those kind of things? Or do you, or is it so much in the moment that you don't think about it? I mean, the dance, well, the dance videos, it depends because sometimes I make mistakes. I'll like erase it and then re-record. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if it's like, if I'm not listening to the beat right on and I'm like, you know, let me re-record that. That was a, that was a mess up. But, mm-hmm. and, but a lot of times as I got comfortable over time, it's like, you know what? No, I, it's okay. It, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. So you're just learning to have fun with it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Having fun and just just do that, you know, and just be creative with the moves. That's basically where I got to. And it's because I got tired of also re-recording sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm tired. I'm not I'm not going to re-record this. I'm just going to go with the flow. <laughs> right. This is a good move. This is a great thing, you know. Now I just have to add some words to it. And that's it. Yeah. And I think yeah. the thing is, is once again, it's that thing of having fun, but also that when we start doing that re-record, re-record, re-record and all of that, it's almost like we can always find something that we didn't like or about it or do you know what I mean? That sometimes I yeah. feel like that you can lose, uh, you know, quality or something when you're trying to perfect. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what we talked about. You know, what people don't know is that or if they do, when we do these interviews, people will say, okay, well, what kind of questions are you going to ask? And what, and, and we always tell them, it's just like sitting down, having a cup of coffee with a friend, you know, okay. you don't know what we're going to talk about and it can go, it goes everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is really cool because there's that organic piece to it. And I think that it also, you know, I think those podcasts where there, it's very organized and that those are cool too. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if for people who know Christy and I, that ain't going to be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We tried working off of an outline when we started and it's just, it's hard when you, you know, I guess when you first get started like that and you don't realize you could, sometimes it's just a matter of going with the flow and getting relaxed. <laughs> and, oh, and being okay. in that moment. Yeah. Because yeah. I think 
I don't want to have stuff written down and then, you know, you say something and it takes me to another question or I think because, you know, when as therapists, we're always constantly moving. There's this constant motion with our clients and stuff, uh-huh. you know, as there is in our relationships, There, there's that yes. flow to it that makes it really neat. And I think that helps to grow those relationships even on a more organic and more real level. Uh-huh. I was thinking back to when we went out to dinner, we would go out to dinner, okay, as a group. And, you know, we'd all sit there and say, okay, who's going to sit next to Michelle? And you know what? Nobody told me this. <laughs> the first time we went out to dinner with Michelle, nobody told me. So they tell me, sit there. And I'm thinking, okay, Michelle, you are so animated, which is so amazing. You talk with your hands like nobody. <laughs> and so people, so the <laughs> true story, she talks and she's, you know, she's always constantly hitting some part of your body. <laughs> That's why they would tell you to sit next to me. Yeah. yeah, so they say, you sit there and I'm, they're like, okay. So after that, I got, I caught on. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but it's because you are so, when you talk, when you, you are so in the moment. And if you're happy, people know it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and do you realize how much you talk with your hands, girl? (laughs) No, I'm not even Italian. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) No, 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 I'm thinking of Kathy. If she's listening to this, it's Kathy Weber. Oh, Oh, yeah. Kathy Weber knows it. Yeah. We talked about that. (laughs) Yeah. We're going out with her this evening. Uh, <laughs> a friend of hers is performing, so we're going to go meet up with her. And, you know, we still meet up with the ladies. So we'll, uh-huh. we'll have a Christmas get-together with them on the 18th. Because, once again, we're talking about those connections. And, you know, I know for us it's really important not to lose those connections. And I know when you're in the military, you guys do that really well. You know, because yeah. it's like you guys, as you move from post to post, those connections you make, because you may end up with those people three PCSs down the way, here you are with them, those people. And so there's the connectivity. Do you find that still? Do you have some of those relationships still with the people? From my, where I moved? Oh, yes, definitely. I, through Facebook. Well, one is the Facebook has always been a great way to, to stay connected. But yeah, and I actually had a friend who I met in Missouri who just moved up here. So, and we really never stayed connected by phone except through Facebook and you know, once I saw that she was moving here, we reconnected. So yes, I still have some of those relationships. And definitely if they were ever here in town or if I was over wherever they're at, you know, we probably would meet up. So yes, I, I, I really think, you know, those relationships over the years have been something that I love to stay connected, even if it's not as, though it's minimal uh, over Facebook. We, when we get together, it's still a, a good uh, connection. Right. Does your husband keep connected with the people he was in the military with? or? Yes, there's a few that he does still keep in touch with. He's actually, right now, he works as a mili- uh, not military, uh, as a chaplain in the hospital. So, And he still does have uh, some connections with some of his friends from the military. And that yeah. was his MOS in the military. He, I'm sorry, that was his thing that he did in the military was uh, a yeah. chaplain, correct? Yes, yes. Now, yeah. is he a part of your ministry as well? You're the yes, he heart, heart and soul. He is yes, the nonprofit. He is. He helps. Actually, gives a lot of uh, advice as an advisory board uh, and as a board member. And he is pretty much, you know, he helps with some of the admin 
a few of the administrative things that take place. But he's he's not much into doing videos <laughs> with me. So he'll be my cameraman <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Uh, he likes behind the scenes kind of thing. You, you know, so. it's it's funny you said that because you can kind of tell that on your Miami thing, uh-huh. you were feeling the vibe. Of, you know, you could see the vibe in you. In him, <laughs> it was like, okay, Michelle, hurry up, let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do we have to do this? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I I see something, or if I see like. When I'm walking, wherever I go, like if I see like some scenery or the environment is great, then I'm like, you know, I think I need to do a video here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's kind of how I, I function. And if I have time, if I'm not rushing to an event or something, but, um, right. you know, if I'm just strolling down the road and browsing and it's a nice scenery <laughs> environment, then it's time to do a video. <laughs> But, you know, I think that is so cool. You know, it's funny because, you know, when we vacation and stuff, we post a lot of pics to our Facebook. And how much of the time we hear people say, thank you for bringing us along on your vacation, you know, wherever it is. Because, you know, that's another way of having that connectivity, you know, of Mm -hmm. people who can't, maybe can't go on vacation for whatever reason. Maybe their job doesn't have the vacation time, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh But they still get to experience those places. And they're seeing them through your eyes, which is kind of interesting. You know, when you travel people, would your husband say the Miami vibe? When he talks about Miami, would he use the same kind of enthusiasm or because he's seeing it differently? He's experiencing it differently. Yeah, he loved Miami. He was like, yeah, it's different. People are happier here, uh, more relaxed. People are out on their boats on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like though we actually, I don't know if you saw one of the videos, we actually kayaked from a pier to a what what a place called Peanut Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And you can go snorkeling, swimming, whatever over there. Uh, but it's a short kayak ride where you just kayak or you can paddleboard to it. But people mm-hmm. also brought their boats. <clears throat> so and then you they have music with their boats. Um, music is everywhere. He enjoyed it. It was very relaxing. He wouldn't probably use the word vibe, but he would say it's. it feels different. It feels great. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you say it was a short kayak ride, mm-hmm. Michelle, what is short for you, man? Two hours. I'm just kidding. It's not two hours. <laughs> it wasn't two hours. It was actually like 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. That, you know, yeah. That's right. And they have... They have a lot of sandbars, so the sandbar, you know, the water will only go up to your, like, less under your knee. Okay. Yeah, and people pull out their chairs, and they sit on the sandbar. Nice. (laughs) Oh, nice. So does that mean you'll be scheduling another uh, trip back to Miami? Next year, we might. I don't know about next year. We did in the last two years. We went last year with the year before. Uh, This year, I'm not sure if we will go. Or, I mean, this 2023, we'll see. But I, if anything, I, I would, I love it. It's super relaxing to be there. Oh, okay. You know, okay, you sold yeah. us on it, girl. We were, we're definitely, <laughs> we're going to, good, yes. we're going to get yes. that Miami vibe going on. <laughs> yes, and then do a video. <laughs> right. We're working on that, man. That's our next thing, you know, we're going to start doing vlogging in conjunction with our podcast and so we're we're practicing, you know, as you say, with the cameras and stuff like that. So it's not as easy as people think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or it's easier than we think. I don't know. 
or, or making it more complicated. Right. But, you know, we, we have really had uh, that consistency with what we do. And, you know, like you've talked about the consistency and just having that determination. And you know, when you start losing it, what do you do to get it back? Because that's a, that's a reality. <laughs> that there's a lot of that that goes on. Yeah. I mean, losing consistency, how do you get it back? Well, you know, and just maybe call it burnout or whatever. Mm, Yeah. Because you love what you do. But even when you love what you do, you know, it kind of not the monotony of it. I don't even know what you would call it. You know, I don't even know when people say they're burned out. It's a feeling, Uh you know, so trying to describe that feeling, because I think for different people that feels different, but you can still use the word burnout because it has that feel to it. I always love when we get feedback, you know, and I think that that really does help because then, you know, it's like we always say if one person is listening and the stuff that we cover is helpful to them, that really Uh encourages me and inspires me to keep going. Yeah. I think that has been the biggest thing for us. And I'm sure it's even for you, you know, you realize that even if through your organization or through your practice, if Uh you've helped one person, even one. There is yeah. this feeling that you get with it. And, and I think it's that thing of giving back. And one of the things we really promote in our podcast is those people who give back to the community, give back to other people. You know what I mean? And yeah. it sounds like through the heart and soul that that's something that you're doing. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to help to give people a platform. Yeah. I think those those things are so important, and I think we need more of that. We need more entrepreneurs, those people with those ideas, no matter what that idea is. And that's what I love about, you know, the entrepreneurs coming up. It's all walks of life. It doesn't matter your culture, your color, your belief system, your none of that stuff matters. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. People are getting involved and they're following their dreams and then they get to give that to somebody else and then somebody else gets an idea off that. So it's this partnership and And it's a wonderful thing. And it sounds like that's exactly what you do with your heart and souls and your private practice as well. Yes. So it's awesome. And we were, we're so excited that you joined us today. And is there a place that people can check out your heart and souls international? Yes. So the new website is actually going to be launching this week with the same domain, which is heart and soul, I N T L dot org. So I would say probably by Friday of this week, it'll be launched by December with that December 16th. So look out for that. It's there's no current website right now that's out. Um, It it got taken down for now as we're launching the new one. Uh, But that's where they can find it. And then people can connect with me publicly on on Instagram at ML Mundo. That is my, um, I guess, what do you call it? Name? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, hopefully, you know, the uh, people will hear this and it'll inspire them to check out the stuff that you do and, you know, learn a little bit more about it. You know, education is always important. And keep those uh, videos coming. Those are awesome. Yeah. You're going to have to go back to your videos, girl. (laughs) Well, good to know. Well, thank you for having me and for, you know, just uh, hosting and and, uh, inviting me to this. This is great. Sure. It well, sounds like yeah. you're doing great work and it's, it's, uh, we always love when we can, uh, highlight things like that. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And, yeah. you know, we hope that you have a very happy holiday, ha- uh, Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Um, yes. 
And you guys too. Once again, yes. thank you so much, Michelle. It's always a pleasure talking to you, girl. Yes. All right. Thank well, you. Stay in touch. All okay. right. Take care. Mm, yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. We hope that everybody enjoyed the podcast today. We had a really fun time with Michelle. Please check out her website and stuff like that. We hope that you guys have an amazing week. And we will be back next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.